This is Henry Brickman. You're listening to Sweet Home PCB. This episode, we decided to do something a little bit different. Anything goes between this conversation of three friends. Taylor Williams, the Setco Regional Vice President of Development. She's also a motivational speaker and influencer online with Cool to Be Kind, Tay. And John Starling, Florida Water Sports. We'll all talk about it right now. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Thank glad you. to be here. Me too. John, you've had a big uh, weekend with the billfish. That was a lot of people in town for that. I love that photo that you got took. <laughs> yeah, that's our first ever truly viral photo. The The winning Marlin got posted. We have well over a million views, and it's been fantastic for us. And I'll tell you, they put on quite a show. Uh, I really got to take my hat off to the organizers bringing that back after 11 years, I think it was. Yeah. It, it's something huge for Panama City Beach, and it's, it's a really good thing that they did we sold a lot of tackle i have to admit a lot of the boats were coming in and getting geared up to go offshore and uh it was really a good experience and and i spent time walking the venue and talking to the vendors and you know nothing's perfect i get that but uh it was a it was a good experience it i really like what they've done there we always have such fun events and that was really, really one you know even if you aren't into fishing they had entertainment going on mm -hmm. they had all sorts of things these type of festivals and tournaments and things like that that we have here really bring a crowd of local and tourists that's just the fun stuff right taylor agreed absolutely and i feel like locals look forward to those kind of things so much and and like john was saying since it's been brought back after such a long time it was really like a big party celebration mm -hmm. for everyone it's a lot of camaraderie you get there and one of the favorite parts is just seeing that a local brought in the big <laughs> Yes. <one>. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's they've really advanced that type of fishing. They've got scanners now that uh, the really big money guys who travel around the world and do this type of fishing, they can see that fish a mile out. And they know what species. They know how big it is. They know everything. So for a local guy who just used sheer talent and experience to go out there and show them that we know what we're doing here. Uh, I'm proud of those guys. It's amazing. It's so awesome that a local went out and won the you know, the first one back out of the box. It's, it's amazing. And I, I hope we'll continue that because we've got some great fishermen here, guys who are dedicated to the sport, know what they're doing. And I just, I, I really enjoyed seeing them get some love. If you happen to get a little extra catfish brim or whatever, <laughs> Taylor would love to have some 100%. of that. hundred <laughs> percent. Now I can't clean it, but I, I'll eat it for you and, and I'll, I'll be good company. I'll hang out and do the dishes yeah it's a team effort definitely I mean, that's what we're all about here i mean we are a team here and yeah. we like having fun and yeah. we like doing these things how great is it to live in bay county oh it's fantastic i know for both of you born and raised is a little bit different than i because i i converted to bay county uh and as so many are doing yeah yes. 2017 i made the official conversion and i love it you know. Yeah, I feel like it's just a different um, it's a different vibe over here. You get the you can get some of the small town feel, but you can also get the, you know, the whole billfish tournament and Pure Park and all these different things we have to offer that make it fun for everyone. And how many fun things can you think of off the top of your head? What are, are your favorites to do? Oh, goodness. Uh, I like just the free option of going to the beach and reading a book. I like to listen to the waves. I like her answer. 
There's also some really good dog parks, and my children are furry, so I really love going to the dog parks around town. I would say you've got a few furry ones over there at your house, John. Yes, I do. I have. We have one. We have one Maggie. That's my little girl. I have three boys, and then my little girl is furry. Yes. So uh, I didn't mean to make it sound like your sons were furry. Yeah, (laughs) they will be. They're my sons. So. Yeah, I love dogs more than most people, honestly. So <laughs> I remember when you got Maggie and you brought them to, to the the uh, yeah our cops and kids toy drive uh, oh. right there at uh, Pier Park, and you as the surprise. <laughs> it was just like that was just so cool to be a part of that. Yeah. It's like you're like yes, I mean <laughs> I love it that the feeling of when you get that first puppy. Oh. yeah, you know that feeling of having that that time. Now, of course, some people forget about, you know, the part about getting them trained. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a little, little tough. But let's face it, a lot of you know, when you have a puppy, it takes a little bit extra time, and yeah, you got to nurturing. Yeah. Well, well, to be pens. fair, Winston was all about having the puppy, but he wasn't really enthused about having to uh, pick up after her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been we've had to train Winston a lot more than Maggie. So, but he's doing it. He's been a trooper. He, uh, you know, he does it. It's his dog, and he has to care for her. And, yeah, it's a definite learning opportunity. It is. You can get some great responsibility lessons yes. from an animal. Yeah. What was your favorite animal growing up, Taylor? Oh, my cat, I would say. I've always been a cat. I've never not had a cat. I would always had one, but I've also always had a dog. Oh. But cats are definitely, they have, they have my heart. Mm-hmm. They're nope. moody. Now you have a favorite dog. Over yeah, the years? Uh, over the years I had Maximilian Bartholomew Starling. Yes, my boy Max Boudreaux was his nickname. Yeah. Could never have enough names for him. He rode jet skis, motorcycles, did cliff jumping with me. He so he, he was, was significantly cooler than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. I he would do anything. He was the most amazing animal i've ever been associated with he was truly the kids used to come knock on the door and ask if max could come out and play and they would they they played street hockey they'd take a tennis ball and they'd set their net up and max would play goalie and they'd actually come knock on the door and ask for him i'd turn him loose and he'd go get in goal let's go so he was amazing he was my my firstborn i love that i love dogs i mean i always have all my life and i always had dachshunds the only thing is about dachshunds if you allow them to jump they can hurt their backs oh i i always joked about my dog graduating from the university of georgia because she had to have back surgery oh i mean she was young too she was only like maybe four years old Mm -hmm. and i did not know at the time that a graduate from the university of georgia veterinary college that taught the little micro surgery for dachshunds back actually was just within a mile of my house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so instead of taking it taking her all the way to Athens, I could have just done it at home. <laughs> and they're actually Dr. Watley and his staff at Bush Animal Clinic in Albany, Georgia are still some of my all time favorite vets because they they have the education mm-hmm. and they even have some Florida people over there, John. So <laughs> it's okay. They got some people from Gainesville. But they have this all this technology now. Yeah. To help out. Can you imagine all the things that you can do to help your pets today that you didn't have when we were growing up? True, true. But it still does come down to 
we we go to golf wins over on 79 and i do it because it's it's really out of the way for us but the vet she is obsessed with animals she is truly an animal lover and every they they all refer to each of the animals as a baby like you know like i right now i'm having to collect something for maggie that we have to take into them to Mm -hmm. look at and like well just you know follow the baby and and get you know get the sample Mm -hmm. and bring it in to us and then we'll get her taken care of and they just adore them and uh so for me it comes down to the vet cares you know it's hard to find that empathetic sympathetic you know attitude and once i find it i latch hold of it sorry i'm just running on now Uh, john i would say that (laughs) i really find it very um admirable that you are such a big because you know someone after my own heart here is (laughs) someone who is a big advocate for those who can't speak for themselves and i think you're really displaying that well with speaking of the vet and animals because that's what matters when you go to your your vet's office Mm -hmm. the little fur baby can't tell them what's wrong you have to just hope that the vet cares enough it's the same way with kids a lot of times they can't produce what's going on um they, they don't know how to speak about those feelings yet and mm-hmm. i know that um what you do with the kids and the cops is is near and dear oh. to your heart and in the same realm yeah cops and kids is definitely something that uh it's very special to me you know knowing that you know i i don't do much i sit out there and collect toys but uh these police uh they see it all day every day and uh they just love to give back mm-hmm. and knowing you know every christmas we sit down and I make my kids remember, hey, this is why we did this. You know, today, right now, somebody in this area is opening a gift that they would not have had. Right. They would have they would have gotten up Christmas Day and it would have just been another day. Okay, but instead they're sitting down this morning, they're opening gifts and they're having a Christmas. And uh, that to me, that that was the driving force. And now that my kids are getting older i mean winston that tiny voice you hear on the radio is now 14 years old and he's bigger than me he's bigger than john the oldest so it's just crazy i miss that little squeaky voice so but uh i think he's taller than me now it's just yeah unbelievable it's it's a trip to see him like that like wow you're only only supposed to be this tiny little squirt what the heck are you doing so but he's going into high school this year Wow. Uh, Arnold yeah. High School has yeah. got their hands full yeah, with yeah. this one. He's, he is a character. He is a yeah. character. He's such, he's, he has such a huge heart, though. He's such a kind, yeah. loving individual. I'm so proud of him. He's just a quality human. How about that? He gets can, that from Martina. I <laughs> yes. think that every time I meet someone in the new, I guess he would be Gen Z, right? Oh, gosh. I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> any, anyone in, in that generation that I meet, really, locally, well, anyone in general, but obviously I'm meeting locals, but like this generation makes me really excited for our future, especially for Bay County, because we do already have good people like John, like Henry here, who have raised their kids to be good people. And so it's really, I, I'm excited to see like like your son going into high school and see what's going to become of him. And because we're kind of, we're the, we're what's coming up. We're the leaders of what's to come. So I love hearing yeah. you say that he's a good kid because it's what we need. Yes. He's like, I've been big on, there's something I've been pounding them with since they were toddlers. And that is, if you ask any of my boys, what is life? They'll look at you and say decisions and consequences. Ooh, that's, and that's it. Yeah. 
you know, and we never make excuses when something goes wrong. You got to sit back and you got to, okay, if somebody did something I didn't like, when did I give them the power to do that? When did I give them the authority to have this effect on, on my present reality? Uh, we don't turn around and blame them for it. We, re, we, we take a step back and go, okay, when did I give them the ability to do this. Okay. What could I have done different? I always want them taking ownership. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's the thing that I, I am really most proud of is that my kids don't make excuses. You know, when you ask them, say, well, why did this happen? They'll sit back and go, well, you know, I should have gotten up a little earlier and I should have done this. Meanwhile, it's somebody else that Alex is a perfect example. He's, he's, he's going to school in Gainesville, but he has to get transcripts sent over from Gulf Coast. Never did I hear him say, well, this person, this, this person, that. Mm -hmm. It was all, I should have done this, and I'm going to go ask for some help. I'm going to ask somebody, and they did. You know, they he went to Gulf Coast and they immediately sat down with him and they said, well, we can do this. And then he calls over in Gainesville and he talks to them and uh, and he took ownership of it. And I'm proud of him for that. That's huge. I absolutely love that. And, and I think that's really important because my big thing I, I like to, to preach about, I guess you could say, is we are really, truly the authors of our own story. Mm-hmm. So what your son did there is he 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 picked up the pen. He said, I'm going to, you know what? I want to do this. I'm going to do it. Um, and that's actually how I ended up really pushing myself with the motivational speaking. My friend, Ariel Payne, she owns um, her own marketing company and she's, I, I would have been telling her, I want to do a positivity event. I, I want to get up and speak, you know, public speaking is something a lot of people can't do. I can do it and I love it. So, and I have a message to share. Why not? And she said, then go book a room and let's just do an event. Because if you're, if you're not going to put it on your calendar, you're never going to do it. So I did. And now I have an event coming up September 18th, my first one. I'm planning it. And and it's really because I picked up the pen. I was like, I'm, I'm awesome. going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this into my own hands here. And I really love to hear that. that Alex so do you have that. a location? Yes. It's going to be yeah. at CPAR, actually oh. the Central Panhandle Association cool. of Realtors. It's one to four. Anyone is welcome. And it will be um, on positivity in general. It'll be a workshop. There'll be five breakout sessions. I'm looking for sponsors. If anyone wants to, um, anything to do with mental health and getting you in front of the community. And um, oh, that's just, very cool. Yeah. I, I want to help give people some tangible skills that they can actually use in their everyday life to help kind of reframe your mind and get into that kindness, positivity spot. Yes. It's that that's huge. People, people need to hear that it's going to be okay. Yes. You know, not, not every day is Christmas. Yes. One so, of the, one of my favorite things I heard was, is the idea of, was it a tragedy or a blessing? I look at that a lot around Hurricane Michael. <laughs> Obviously, it, it was a tragedy in so many ways, but there's been a lot of blessings that have come from it. And Henry and I were kind of discussing that earlier. Yeah, because you think about it. Uh, I, coined, I coined the phrase. <laughs> yes, you did. Bay County, hospitality is well over 10 times of what general Southern hospitality is. <laughs> we found that out after Hurricane Michael and the way that we all worked together and came together and we helped each other out, uh, including those that are still going through yes. the, uh, well, people want to know what's mm. going on and we want to mm. keep them updated and give them that option because I was on the phone with somebody from uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, 
originally from California. They were not used to all these thunderstorms. <laughs> and they're a client of mine, and they asked about, do we always have these storms? And we kind of talk about a little bit of this. And I said, listen, let me, let me just kind of go over this because I've been so fascinated with weather most of my entire life. I wanted to be a TV weatherman. I didn't get to do it. I ran my mouth on the radio instead. <laughs> but I've, I learned that it's important to listen to what people are needing and provide that need. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you do in business. That's the most important part is you're providing that need. And I know John does this mm -hmm. every day. I mean, you provide a need, especially when it comes because people don't always know what they want when they want to go fishing because not everybody mm -hmm. is a professional fisherman. Yes. Yes. And I, one thing I've most certainly learned over the years, if you don't take care of your customers, somebody else will. So, you know, I tell my employees all the time, speak to them, find out, don't just say, Hey, how's it going? What, you know, what's going on? Talk to them. What are they looking to do? What are they, what do they need help with? They came here for a reason. So let's find out what it is. But I do want to say something though. I'm going to correct you just a little bit. Go ahead. You said we learned after Michael about Bay Countyans attitudes and, and, and love for one another, basically, and how we all come together. But it wasn't after Michael. Okay, I grew. I was born and raised here. Uh, I actually was born in Lisenby Hospital, which was before Bay Medical and Gulf Coast were ever built, um, as was my father. And um, I grew up dealing with these hurricanes. And um, every single time that we've had something like this, that's the way people pulled together. My neighbors and I may argue about politics. We may argue about local ordinances and we may argue there's, you know, sports, of course, because, you know, whoever's not a gator gets it wrong. But they, you know, we, we argue about all this stuff, right? After a storm, Bay County's amazing because all of that goes to the wayside. I had neighbors who showed up when I was out working in my front yard who I had never met mm -hmm. in my neighborhood what can I do to help you? I had a guy dropping off tarps and I'm looking at him. I'm like, well, I think I'm okay. He goes, well, let me give you a couple. So if you see someone who needs one in the neighborhood, you can help them out. The thing that really shocks me is it didn't surprise me as much as I appreciated it. I've seen it my whole life. I remember I used to live on Lindenwood growing up uh, over in Forest Park. And I remember, I think it was Hurricane Opal. And all the neighbors walking down the road with chainsaws and shovels and stuff, just going door to door. It's like, hey, I got my house in order. Now I'm going and making sure all my neighbors are good. We're getting the roads opened up. We're, we're, hey, you know something? This older gentleman lives by himself. Let's go over there. You know, let's go take care of him. And they didn't know who he was. They just knew he was an older gentleman and he lived by himself. But the cool thing, they knew him after. You know, then we were going over for barbecues and, oh. and doing stuff and, and everything because everybody became a community at that point. And uh, so that would be the only thing I would say is we've always been this way. Bay County is magical. It's it's amazing when when there's a challenge, our people just show up and take care of one another and they ask nothing in return. That's the thing I found, too. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. they don't think twice about it. Mm -mm. I mean, well, John's a perfect example of that. We get we, we brought up the cops and kids a few times, but I mean, how many times has John said to us that he wants to be completely in the background? No one knows that it's Florida water sports, <laughs> but, you know, really doing so much collecting the toys. 
Um, but he doesn't want to promote the Florida Water Sports or any of his other businesses. He's doing it for the kids. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful example of a wonderful business owner in our Bay County that does something because he cares not to promote his his own business. Well, I do appreciate that very much. It's it's not about us. It's about the kids. And the cops are doing the heavy lifting. The cops are the ones. They see it all day, every day. They know mm-hmm. where the hurting families are. They know where the kids are that, that truly they just need a little something they need. They need to see that people care. And that's what it's about. It's about, you know, kids are innocent and uh, the thought of them opening up presents on Christmas day. uh, That's the best gift I get each year is knowing that that's happening. So um, Bay County is incredible. Our, our local police are amazing and the the amount of love they give back. And then they don't really advertise it is the thing that kills me. Mm. I mean, yeah, they get, there will be camera crews that show up sometimes, but they they're doing it every day. They're giving back and they get no recognition for that. And so I, I love Christmas time when I see the TV stations and radio stations covering the cops and kids toy drive showing that, hey, listen, it's yeah, not just you're doing it, yeah. they're not just, you know, protecting our area, but exactly. they're also going a step further doing these little things. Exactly. They're giving back. They care. They and truly they, care. And they do it year round. Yes. With not just the toy Absolutely. drive. Yes. I mean, imagine and, and I say this great when it comes to each of the law enforcement agencies in our area, because I know for a fact, just seeing when a child's in need or a child's scared after a traffic stop or after uh, mm-hmm. a, a tragedy, a fire, you see all of our law enforcement's first, first responders just coming together and just loving on that family, doing what they can to help. Kids don't know. What's yeah. going on? They don't have any idea. I, one of my favorite things, we, um, we always advertise we need new unwrapped toys. But as you've seen through the years, we get a lot of uh, used stuffed animals, right? People come in and they've been collecting them for so many years and they're still new. Well, no, they're not. They're not new. And I'm not going to give it to a child as a Christmas present. However, what's really awesome is what the cops do with it. They'll take them and they'll wash them so they're nice and clean. And then they have a place where they keep them and the cops will come in and they'll they'll grab a stuffed animal and put it in their squad car. So when they go to a domestic and there's a child involved and the child is upset, they give the toy to the child at that point. Now the child has something to concentrate on that's not mom and dad yelling at one another or why the police are here. And it gives that child just a little bit of a, an escape from what's going on to concentrate on that toy. And so those are actually why I get so excited when people come up and they've got bags full of, uh, of, of used stuffed animals. And uh, yeah, no, they're not Christmas presents. Everything's brand new that we give out for Christmas, but those toys, they get earmarked for something much more special. You have to be prepared to continue to give and, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about being a part of this community. I'm not just a fly by night. This is my home now. I will fight for it. I will brag on it. I love living and being a citizen of Bay County. Yeah. Uh, Bay County has been, I mean, I've been blessed by being here. I would not have this podcast today. I would not have the business that I have today if it wasn't for Bay County and the people here. And each of us are the same way. I mean, we would not have what we're doing or what we're trying to grow mm-hmm. without these great people here. 
a perfect example yeah. is when we were talking before the podcast even started, we we're talking about the things that we do and Taylor's sitting here going, how can I help? What can I do? How can I be involved? It's amazing. You know, it's a perfect example of what it is to be a Bay County and, you know, it, you know, not asking anything in return. Just how do I help? It's, we care about more than just ourselves. We care about yes. the kids and the animals and the city and the infrastructure and people who live here care about all of those things that encompass our area. And it's exactly. important to know about our area. Absolutely. At some point, yes. I would love to talk about history and, and future podcasts, okay. you know, bringing, bringing a lot of stuff. And I know John can tell me a lot about <laughs> history because he was there, but <laughs> not that old. Come on now. I know you're younger I, than me. I'll go talk. I'll go talk to my dad. He knows, <laughs> he knows a lot about what's going on. Your family is just outstanding. Oh. Just as genuine as, as they put up with me. So they've been trained. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and his wife is, uh, She's a saint. Stand up. Yeah, she's she's great. She, you can't find a more <laughs> loving and forgiving human than Martina. <laughs> we get a little carried away every now. I and love then. that. <laughs> Gotta have fun. Y'all haven't seen her temper. Just so you know, I'm just saying. I know how to bring it out. Yeah, <laughs> all husbands do that. Yes, that's exactly. marriage. That's my special gift. Yes. That's what I was given as a gift. I can tick off my wife. Well, I think we all could do that. It's a special edition of Sweet Home PCB. What are some of your favorite things to do here in Bay County? Oh, goodness. One of my favorite things? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm obsessed with my kids. So, you know, it all comes around to whatever they're into. We, I have way too many Jeeps. Okay, I love to go off-roading and everything with Jeeps. And I've always been addicted to speed. So we're always... Uh, always tinkering with something but uh and my kids were always into the martial arts and everything so going around to local tournaments and everything thor's got a heck of a thing going over at emerald coast jiu-jitsu that is just such a fantastic program over there and to watch those little tiny kids the little five and six year old girls they're so sweet and they're pink geese and then you watch them grab hold of somebody and choke them out you're like wow you know, it's so like, cool. You're like, you don't want to look at her. You're like, oh, sorry, I don't yeah. want to fight you today. So I'm sorry, princess. I'll you know, <laughs> I'll behave. But uh, those are those are the things for me. I'm I'm kind of a homebody, but wherever my family is, that's where I want to be. And uh, whatever they're into, and we have been getting into motorcycles lately. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Just yeah. Both <laughs> exciting. No, no, no judgment. <laughs> I did forget to mention that um, I love the Panama City Farmers Markets, the St. Andrews yes. Farmers Market. That those have become incredible. So many vendors, and that's one of my favorite activities. Wake up Saturday morning, go like to the press downtown on Harrison, get a coffee, and go walk. Oh, walk the farmers market. Love that's to go down fun. there and get a coffee. Get some fresh oh. produce. You can get some microgreens. You can go get a candle. I mean, you can get anything. It's awesome. And to be able to take that home. Yes, as well, and it's from small local businesses. That's my favorite part too. I'm I really love to support small. Well, not even small, but just local businesses. They don't have to be small. It can be Florida Water Sports big, but I still want to support them. <laughs> Wait a minute, you hear that, Brad Stevens? We're supporting you too. Yes, yeah, we're we're supporting everybody. <laughs> we really are. We love everybody. We're, we just love everybody. We're really yes. happy people. <laughs> we we can't help it because every community, everything about Bay County. And believe it or not, my, the name might be Sweet Home PCB, but it's about all about everything uh, around here. Because I may be home-based here in Panama City Beach. I celebrate everything over here. Yes. Because we all are together. Everything in Bay County 
is just truly remarkable. And the fact that you can experience so much different culture, so much different mm-hmm. entertainment, so much different food, and I love food so bad. <laughs> I mean, this this yeah. this gluten free, dairy free diet my doctor put me on is driving me crazy. But I want to live here longer. (laughs) (laughs) Gluten-free, dairy-free? Yeah. What's left? Rice cakes and grass? What? I mean, I hope not. You have healthy here, and you have good Southern cooking that, Mm. oh, Lord, have mercy. I mean, I will eat to the day I die. Yeah. And bakeries. We've got, like, some really good Mm. bakery and sweet shop kind of places around here. I love a good bakery. My wife is Czech. She cooks everything from scratch. Oh, yeah. She loves to bake, and I'm on a diet from, per my doctor. And she's like, well, do you like it? I'm like, I'm not allowed to have it, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> you can still, I mean, everything in moderation. In moderation. Yep. Yes. moderation is a word that we all had to learn over the years. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's food, drink, activities, whatever. It's, it's, you have to learn that moderation is, is the key to enjoying yourself and enjoying a nice, long, healthy life. Well, one of the things I've had to learn is not eating ice cream almost every night. And I love ice cream. Some people are addicted to cigarettes, alcohol, whatever. My addiction is ice cream. Yeah. And I had to learn that. Yeah. I have a weakness for Bluebell chocolate chip. Oh, yeah. And we sell hand-dipped Bluebell at Florida Water Sports. And they always keep chocolate chip, which is my favorite, in stock. So, yes, it's, it's like my personal little... Yeah, like they love to tempt me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's I so like frozen yogurt. I do too. Yeah, like a sweet frog. Yes. Oh. Now that doesn't feel quite as heavy. As I miss Minchies. Oh yes. I miss Minchies so bad. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. That was an experience. It yeah. was. I hate it that they went away. That place was fantastic. And all sorts of good flavors. Yes. So if somebody's new. Ooh. And they, they've never been to downtown. Where are the first couple of places they need to go to? I really like House of Henry um, for food. That's some really cool, like, that's like Irish pub. Or the and Place then, on Grace. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yes. Um, history class is awesome. You get a cool, you know, awesome beer and a Sammy from there. Some, what was it, truffle fries? Yeah. They have that giant um, beer batter pretzel. Dipped in like their homemade house cheese with a beer from history class. I'd go there. And then the, the antique stores and everything. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, it's fantastic downtown. There's the old the uh, museum downtown now. It's closer to where you're going to Harrison's on the end. They ha- on the right hand side. It's a P- Bay County Museum. And it's oh, I think cool. it's free to enter. That would be cool to have on. Yeah, that'd be a good one to that check out. I've talked to some of the folks like the old Panama City Beach group on Facebook and mm-hmm. and the like and getting some photos because I really want to have some old photos yes. of Bay County, uh, Panama City Beach, but really all of Bay County because we need to see where we've been so we can really enjoy what's to come Yes, of the history of our community because you think about the fact that the way we, we came to be, the way we all work together, you you learn about, you know, the history with Massalina Bayou, learn about downtown and, and all mm-hmm. the growth and how Panama City got its name from Harrison. All these things that were part of this community, built this community, and still really still part of the community. Mm-hmm. It's just something about being 
Panama City, Panama City Beach, Lynn Haven, Springfield, Parker, Callaway, every part of our county, everything here, and our neighbors, of course, over in Gulf County and mm -hmm. Washington, Jackson, Walton, all these Holmes County, can't forget them, <laughs> uh, especially Bonifay, because uh, I have a lot of listeners over there in Bonifay with our rodeo and all that good stuff that we do each year. It's just an hour away. People go yes. over there and they enjoy it. There's so many people from Bay County that go and enjoy that, uh, locals and tourists as well. When we had the dog track, which is now uh, the park poker room and video gaming. I missed the dog track. Yeah. We had fun over there. <laughs> I was the Friday night uh, guy during the summer. You know, we, we hosted the little kids races and things like that. Uh, and it was just such such great people. And every community, and I don't want anybody over there in Washington County think that I'm just loving on Bay County only. I mean, those are some really super nice people that just everybody here in the Panhandle are just salt of the earth, wonderful people. Okay. Uh, I just happen to be a citizen <laughs> and based in Bay County and just absolutely love the place. I mean, it's hard not to. We all have high school rivalries. Now, some people went to Bay High. A great school. I, I yes. support all of them, actually. Where did you go to school at? Mosley. Mosley High School. You went to Mosley? I what sure year? did. I graduated 2013. 2013. Yeah. So I, I went to Bay High. I graduated 59, 89. My father graduated 59. And my grandfather, I don't know what year it was, but he was in the second graduating class wow. of Bay High. Wow. So, and then my kids all went to Arnold. And Arnold's a great school, so, too. Yeah. And that's part of the things that we all need to know because you, even in your business outside of real estate, you have people asking you about the community and, and all when they right. move here and, mm -hmm. uh, and for Taylor's day job, Setco services over there dealing with title. And, and we all have to answer a lot of questions when it comes to what is it? What, what are some great schools? We don't have just one great school. We have excellent schools here. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's just such a great, Bay District Schools is even better than people imagine. But the people here, the teachers, the administrators, all care. John had kids going to Trollness to Surfside, all, all these. Yeah. And, and Surfside and then Arnold, yeah. yeah. My baby's going to be a freshman in high school this year. The other two have graduated. And so, yeah, it's painful. And and one of them, a valedictorian from. Yes, Arnold. John. Oh. Yeah, John was valedictorian, not this past year, but the year before. Alex was like top honor. top ten, I think. He was uh -huh. yeah. And he, he was so funny though, because you know, John got valedictorian and and we go and we watch him graduate and uh you know, he gave a speech and all these different things that he got to do as valedictorian. I'm thinking it's all awesome. So I look at Alex and I'm like, so what do you think? You know, and he goes, What do you mean? Because he was like number seven at the time. And uh, I said, Alex, I said, you know, it's still doable. He said, oh, no, Dad, I've, I've made sure that I don't have to worry about getting on that stage. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, six people have to die before I have to get on that stage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
it is that that is something people do not like to do. Yeah. It, it amazes me how many people have incredible talents and knowledge mm-hmm. that they could share with the world, but public speaking, even in a small room, it, it is. I mean, that's one of the biggest fears that yeah. people face, and so I hate that he missed out on that <laughs> because of that. But it makes sense. I mean, that's yeah. super common. He he was keeping track of it, buddy. He wanted he to make he sure doing it. he wasn't going to have to get up in front of everybody and talk or be put on stage for any reason. He he'll do all the background stuff he's totally happy but don't ask him to be the center of attention whereas john is is like me he's like i'll run this i got this no problem i don't know what winston really winston i think winston wants to sit in the crowd and throw peanuts at everybody mm. you know? i think i'm more comfortable in front of the microphone than i am away from the microphone if i know what i'm doing if i know if i'm comfortable in the subject I, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all mm. but if 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 it's self-promotion, I don't want to do it. I hate it. I don't want to get up and talk about me. Mm. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, but I'll get up and talk about somebody else all day or <laughs> or what kind of programs we're doing or any other topics, just as long as it's not me. I'm good. I count it. How do you how do you, how do you get up in front and do motivational stuff? Like how do you get up and be that's that's very positive. Thank you. <laughs> it, I it really comes from a place of just truly because I know that I can, because mm-hmm. I do enjoy it. And like I said, I, I since I do have that in me naturally, it's something I, I want to put out there. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I, I stood not long ago, Think Real Estate invited me. I was their um, like just monthly sponsor. And it was like 40 agents, 45. And I oh, wow. had a microphone in my hand, did a 10-minute presentation. And I felt you know, amazing after. And I was like, Okay, I need to I need to be doing this. Not because Seco is my love and it is my heart, and I, I guess I haven't mentioned it enough um, to probably. But yeah, so Seco is a local title company, and we we have eleven offices all over. But George, our owner, is a lot like you. He's not one for self promotion. He's like a we do the customer service and we put that out there. Therefore, the people will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but he's for instance, we do fifty two weeks of giving, so all eleven offices oh, wow. has um a hundred dollars every month, and the teams get to pick where it goes, and it all goes to nonprofit. That's not something we advertise. That's just something that our offices get to pick. So I love Setco, and I'm not ever trying to 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 leave <laughs> them. But my motivational speaking is something I'm doing as well, just to. Even if it's only ever for free events for the community or whatnot, that makes me feel good. That's very cool. Yeah. It's always great to be able to give back. Exactly. I, I mean, I had told Henry earlier, everybody when they're in, whether you're at Mosley High School, a, a lot of the young mentality is, oh, I'm going to get out of Bay County. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm never going to come back. I had that too. And I never left. And I'm thankful. And I'm, and now I'm like, if there is anything I'm not happy with, why am I not trying to help be a part of that change? This is this is my home. And I think if more people did root themselves and just say, well, I don't like this or that about Bay County. OK, well, then have you thought about running for local government? Have you thought about trying to make a make a change, which is sticky. But yeah. um, so that's why I'm here. I'm here to stay, too. I will admit I was very thankful. I went away for a few years. Mm. I learned a lot. I really learned a lot. And you found out there's another way to do things. And you, you mm. come home. You know, I love my home. I love Bay County. I missed it every day that I was gone, and I'm so glad to be back here. But I'm also really glad that I was able to travel and see other cities and and see how and why. And then I'll tell you another thing. Going to Europe to see to meet my wife's family was an eye-opening experience. Oh, I bet. You know, because I go over there, and on one hand, it was everything – 
that I'd ever read or heard about with the block buildings and everything. Uh, she's from the Czech Republic, so they were still under like the the USSR thumb uh, kind of a deal. Um, but what they never told me is like we went. Her sister was over everything in the hospital. It takes a picture, right? So we go to the hospital to visit her, and I'm coming up to the hospital and. I'm thinking, gosh, I don't want to get sick because the grass was like all grown up and over. The cobblestones were loose in places and kind of, you know, little disheveled kind of a look. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is scary. Right. We walk up to the door and it opens up automatically, which surprised me. And I look inside and it is absolutely pristine, state of the art. Everything is, you know, everything is up to spec. And I look around and I see the stretchers and the wheelchairs and everything. And there's a brand new wheelchair right next to one that's probably 60 years old. And I'm like, what an odd picture, right? You know, you could walk into the U.S., you walk into a fine manicured lawn and everything's been swept up like you're going to Disney World. It's all gorgeous. And you walk in and all of the wheelchairs that they're going to use are all brand spanking new. But when I talked to them there, they said, well, yeah, that wheelchair is still there. It still works. It still does exactly what it was designed to do. And so we're still using it. And no, we don't. We're not worried about the grass. That doesn't make anybody better. Right. And, and it just, it was such a shock to me, culture shock, that they were completely unconcerned with the outside looks. They were only concerned with what made you better, what made, were able to do the job that we need to do. And that's when I came to realize that, um, you know, as Americans, we always think we're, we're better. Well, we're just different. It's just, you know, they, you go over to Europe and it's not better. It's not worse. It's nothing. It's just different. And, you know, it was a breath of fresh air. It was fantastic. And it, it changed my worldview to look around. Now I understand my father-in-law came over and he didn't want to come. His wife tricked him. She bought a ticket that was non-refundable and he couldn't bear to waste the money. So he begrudgingly came to the U.S. and he walked around with his mouth wide open because all he had ever heard about the United States was the killings and the robberies and all the because all he saw was the news. And what's on the news? Oh, yeah. They don't ever say anything good on the news. And so he thought the United States was like a cesspool. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was shocked. He was so he was so terrified that his little girl had moved over and married an American, and then he came over to visit. And after that, Aww. he was the biggest fan. He bought a Chevrolet. Oh, oh wow. he sold. He had a, a Skoda, and he sold it and bought a Chevrolet. And he was so proud of his American car, American. He was so prouder than so many Americans I know of. He was anything American was good after that. It's fantastic. He loved it. So I'm sorry, I went off topic. No, though. I love that. That's so, a great story. I'm very random of nothing else. Hey, it's all about yeah. everything today. Exactly. Yeah. With Taylor and John and myself, Henry Brickman, with uh, Beach 95.1, Keller Williams Success Realty. I guess, you know, really, when you think about helping others, that's what we do in our businesses, in our life. Right. Business and professional and personal, they all kind of mix together. Uh, I had a pastor one time that came to visit uh, I was a lay, lay speaker at a Methodist church in Warner Robins, Georgia, and they, the pastor was going, 
Uh, I love it when you're on the radio. You, you're you're exactly the same as you are here. And it's like, yeah, I try to be. But I would always use my real name. I use my real name here. But instead of Hank, you know, mm-hmm. because I was Hank on the radio. And it's like, I try to keep them separate. And he goes, you can't keep that separate. Mm-hmm. And it was like a bombshell. I'm like going, I've been thinking about this all wrong. <laughs> and, right. Because really, we're all the same. I mean, what we do at home, at work, in the community is all part of us and we can't break away from that because that is who we are. We deal with a lot of fraud that we have to watch out for. Title fraud is huge in these, this day and time. Would you, you've got people that are getting information from the tag office. What I mean, they, they just go online, get your information and make everything look correct and steal your title to your home it is unbelievable it really is and you there's a lot of different safeguards that you have to do uh with that and that's one of the reasons why we always say get title insurance let's let's protect you from that it's terrifying we've started something new um we were the first in this area to bring it and uh, several other title companies are doing it now because at first we were Everyone was just, before it became such an issue, you would mail a letter to the address on the property appraiser site, and they would have to give that code off of that letter. Well, that can be difficulty because we have so many people who live here who don't, or don't live here, but they're owners. So a new system that was come up was called Verif. That's what we use now. And you guys, it's so crazy. The people take a picture of the front and back of their driver's license, and it it runs the analytics of that, and it runs the barcode. But then they also have to take a selfie photo of themselves. And I can't tell you guys how many um, seller fraud we have caught because it records them during the whole process. So it will turn around on them and they'll go to take a picture of like a computer screen of a fake driver's license. And mm. it'll be like, oh, I need to go to the next screen. And you can tell they're, it's, it's really craziness right now what's going on. Wow. It has happened. And is of course, now you've got the 1-800 call or a title insurance or whatever you know the life lock of your home title when really it's all taken care of with your title insurance that you purchase when you buy the home and people start getting i i'm not going to say scammed because it's not really they're they're legitimate some of them are legitimate businesses they're trying to do this but it's something that you really don't have to have because you have that home title insurance that you get here in Florida, that's one of the things I love because we're able to watch out for that. We have the safeguards. We have the things that we look for. When we ask for your driver's license, we're not trying to get in your business. We're trying to make sure we're doing everything correctly because we don't want to misrepresent you or the seller, buyer, whatever it could be. We also want to make sure that we're doing everything within the legal aspects because we have legalities that we have to worry about whether it be in real estate, whether it be in title, whether it be a small business or a local, you know, any local business, we have things that we have to worry about to make sure that, well, we can stay in business because we cannot help our community if we're not in business. Right. I'm thankful for the underwriters that it kind of, because obviously it all falls back on your, your title company at that. Like, so if they did, if you did, let's say you closed on a home and it was the wrong sellers, well, that goes back on the title company. That's why you have that title insurance. But like for Setco, our underwriter is Fidelity, Fidelity National. So it's really nice to have a strong 
underwriter that you, you know that they are doing their due diligence. They have really vetted that seller because once you close, it's that's the title company and their underwriter who will be paying that back out if that mistake is made. So it is very, if you have the title insurance, then you have the security. You have to watch out for that too, John, uh, because you can have fake people trying to buy stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It, selling online is a scary, scary prospect. Imagine. So but there's just things that can happen, even though we're not, not everybody is a scammer. Not everybody's a crook, but there are things that people don't understand. There's a lot of misinformed people. Mm, and that's true. part of the reason why we have this podcast, not only to promote all things wonderful about living here, but also to help people understand there are things that you need to watch for. And there's a reason why the three of us do what we do. We're local experts in our businesses to help protect you. How many people buying a house don't tell the mortgage lender exactly what they're really going to be doing with it? Mortgage fraud is huge. Mortgage fraud is a felony. I'm sorry. If you want to, if you want to be shady, I'm not your realtor. I'm surprised at how many people will do anything like if, if, like say if I'm buying a car, the person is going to have a title to the car and it's going to be in their name. Okay. And I'm doing a bill of sale and people don't understand the state of Florida bill of sales, a get out of jail free card. If there's fraud involved yet, yeah, you might lose your money or your, your vehicle, but you're not going to jail. That's kind of important to me. I'm, I am, I am not built for jail, but the number of people who do it, it absolutely boggles my mind to watch and go, why would you not protect yourself this way? These people, they never put something in their name. And I'm like, well, in the state of Florida, you don't own it. Hmm. You can't legally sell it because the title is not in your name. If that's fraud, you're selling something that doesn't belong to you until you transfer the title in your name. The number of people who do it, it's just crazy and then they don't get a bill of sale for it they're like oh no it's it's okay as long as it's a good title like how do you know it's a good title my son he bought a motorcycle and he got a title and he did the bill of sale because i'm pretty coarse with him turns out the guy gave him an old title Wow. wow yeah it was he had had another one printed and so the guy was still the legal owner of the motorcycle but he couldn't come and claim it because we had a bill of sale yeah so we were able to handle that and get everything done. But yeah, if he had not insisted on that bill of sale and that guy didn't realize how powerful that was, he thought he was still going to be able to come take the bike back and just keep my son's money. Like, no, brother, we got a bill of sale right here. So let's call the cops, have them sort it out. Well, there's no need to call the cops. Oh, there is. You know something? This sale has happened. He was trying to say that we hadn't given him money. I'm like, funny, because you signed a bill of sale. It said we did. Wow. Yeah, he was a he was a scam artist and uh he was trying to get away with some stuff, but that bill of sale saved us. I was like, I have no problem calling the cops right now. Mm-hmm. We've done nothing wrong. We had a whole series on fraud recently on this podcast talking about the different things that can happen. The number one in the, our community has been title fraud because we have had people claiming to own property that did usually not. like vacant property. Yes. So it's very hard to clarify that it's, really it's, yeah they're those they'll call a realtor and they'll say hey henry i'm or well it's usually text they'll text mm-hmm. and they'll say i'm the seller of this lot and here you go i would like to list it for sale and so there's no inspection and they'll sell somebody and, else's yes 
Yeah, that's what um, actually George, our owner, this is something he does a little seller fraud thing. And this is something we're comfortable with sharing. We've actually, when, when it first started, Setco closed one closed a fraud oh my goodness yes it was for a vacant land and mm -hmm. fidelity backed us that so it goes to fidelity fidelity's got to pay that out obviously fidelity confirmed that there was nothing we could have done any different this was before verif was put into place they don't have to prove ownership yeah there was so many different things it was really it was, it was just craziness that it was it but now that, that was when it by last year when it was really mm -hmm. starting to be in its infant stages since then we started verif in like february because it's just been wow. rampant since then wow. but we're not the only ones we're just probably one of the only ones that will admit it but we want people to learn from us and we're like that's how wow we implemented verif and now it's we've caught i don't know you guys i, I think it's closer to 30 just in, within really? our, in our area oh my god not all not all vacant land but a lot of it starts off as vacant land and it's that is so crushing to a new realtor who gets so excited and they're like, I got my first listing, Taylor. And they're so excited. And yeah. then we work through it and come to find out that $2 million piece of land in Bonifay that they were hoping you know, it like didn't really make sense. It's This is why yeah. it didn't make sense. There are so many different checks and balances in the real estate business, for example, that we have to do. We have to double check to make sure they're real. We do have to go through and kind of do our, our due diligence on our end. But sometimes you do have agents, especially newer agents, that skip a few steps because they're so excited about that. And you've got some experienced agents that will do that, too. They'll skip steps. Especially in this market. Yes. Where it's just people are thankful. They're just appreciated yeah. having the business. They trust people a little bit too much sometimes. And I was going to mention that earlier when you were saying something. Um, if you're not... <laughs> a scammy kind of person yeah. your mind doesn't go there no. i literally heard on the radio this morning that um a big scam that's becoming a thing and actually local um or visitors might need to know about this people are printing menus like let's say to a pizza place for a fake business with a phone number then they'll slide it under hotel room doors or condo doors or whatever so the people will pick up the phone call to order the pizza give them their credit card number and then they'll never get their pizza obviously because it's not a real company oh so, my goodness but your mind you can't fathom that if you're not a scammy kind of person which yeah, we're obviously not it doesn't so occur to me at all to do no. that i like i like that blew my mind and i was like in a weird way to say it but like what a good scam but like yeah. i could have never thought of something now looking at the flip side the problem with that is now when somebody calls the cops they can go here's the number i called yeah true you know on a printed piece of paper <laughs> yeah like here's the proof you need this is what i did and the cops saying this doesn't exist but somebody has this number yeah and they can trace it i'm sure you would think i would hope so my goodness well i finally can use my favorite term bless their hearts mm. and it's not the, the tourist it's those scammers it's because the scammer. they don't understand just like with a bill of sale that's how we can find it that's, yes we can catch you and it is amazing you know law enforcement isn't like what you see on television i would not do anything to cross the bay county sheriff's Amen. office those are some of the brightest people i've ever met Walton compassionate County as well. yes and like they like the cops for kids like they they're they're out doing it because they care about it and when you care about something you're going to do it to a different level of mm -hmm. um having it be done we've seen so much of that over the years i i know our chief here in panama city beach jr talentis this guy has one of the biggest hearts of anybody. he does he does he's uh, great and he and of course marine he's such a nice individual so big-hearted but i've seen when serious stuff is going on and i would not want to be on that side of him either there's been stuff and i'm not going to mention 
uh, any cases or anything like that, but I know how hard it hit and it hit everybody in the department. It hits the whole community when things happen. We don't get over here and start bashing uh, folks that lose their lives to rip currents, but we do try mm-hmm. to remind people that there's a reason why we have the flags. Yeah. It may have started as letting the lifeguards know what's going on. It may have been whatever, but we make sure in our community that we let our people know. We let the community, our visitors, know what's going on with that. And people do go into tourism fog. I've seen myself even do this recently. Uh, When I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, I kind of went into a little brain fog. That's what happens here with our traffic accidents, because maybe they've never seen that big, tall building over there. You know, they've (laughs) not used to it before. They've never been whatever. And that goes right back into talking about mental health, because everybody will experience this at one time or another. They're going to get overwhelmed, go into this brand new place, that excitement, that tourist blindness, as I call it, because we've never been there. We're not used to it. I don't know about you but when i drive somewhere where i've never been before i have to really pay closer attention i don't want anybody talking to me but i'm driving (laughs) well i'm so obsessed with the street signs i don't want i'm not stopping to take a picture or look at anything i'm obsessed with getting being in the right lane and taking the taking the right turn but uh, i tell my customers at the campground that i'm like listen we don't close the water because you know we're bored or we just want to harass you we're closing it because it's not safe you know, and I always hear them throw it in my face like, well, when you were younger, you know, y'all used to go out in it. I'm like, you know something? My parents sat me down and taught me about riptides. If I get caught in a riptide, I know how to get out of it. Do you? You know, do, do, does your child know how to get out of a riptide? We're pretty sure the answer is no. Because of that, we close the water because we care. We don't want you in danger or your loved ones in danger. And I have gone in the water after people before. And it's not easy in those conditions. How many times does the person who's trying to help end up yeah. drowning on their I'm own? I'm old and out of shape now, so yeah. But I float a lot better. Well, so yeah. you're on a <laughs> floating device. Sink. I used to sink. Now I'm like a PFD. I, you know, people <laughs> can grab hold and float in. It's bad. Yeah, last we learned a little bit about the boats, not the B-O-A-T. Talking about the, uh, the B-O-T-E. The B-O-T-E. I like those. I love those things. We had this big event over there at Shell Island. We need to do that again. We do. I loved it. When we do it, you've got to come. Because yeah, I don't even know what that is. Tell us a little bit more about the boat. So we did a, a thing at the island. It was us, Beach 95, and Marine Max. And we went out to the island, and I brought a bunch of boat inflatable stuff. Brought paddle boards and a inflatable pedal kayak and a... Uh, it's like a semicircle couch. Yes. And the hangout. You actually sit in the water and the, the cups from boat are magnetic. And so you don't have to worry about knocking your drink over. It sits there and it's really stout. And then there's a place to put a cooler on the couch and you just sit there in the water. You tether off to the boat and you just kick back on your water couch and enjoy the day. Meanwhile, you know, people are coming by on the paddle boards and the kayaks. And and then we had a dock out there, which a dock is just a big platform. And the kids love it. They just get on it and wrestle and run back and forth and jump off of it. And and everything. Yes. It's, you know, we had a blast and Marine Max had put a Thing out to their customers so we had a bunch of people in in boats that came out and joined us and then beach 95 was doing remotes from out there so it was it was cool we had a good time i have a pontoon boat with speakers and oh. so we we set it up so we were Fabulous. playing music out I for everybody yeah so i take the fishing boat and i take the pontoon and and we just broadcast music out 
over everybody and it's fun i'm in it's all about having some fun yes not only did we have fun we also introduced a product yeah and people got to check it out you know we all got to enjoy ourselves it wasn't a salesy situation it wasn't one of those hey you got to listen to my radio station hey you got to do this hey i want you to buy your next house for me no it was nothing like that we all just had a good time right yes and that's what people Mm. want they, that's what they're going to like you guys for is is the organic, the, the relationship building you're doing. It's all about relationships. If Everybody here tends to be a little bit more on the relationship side. It doesn't matter what type of business you're in. We forget about this sometimes. We get kind of caught up in the numbers. We're trying to make those goals. Well, you know what? You can make your goals if you have the right relationships. Oh, absolutely. You do the right thing at the right time, whether or not anybody's looking all the time, you will get those goals. You will do what you need to do. You know, sometimes you might have goals that are just totally out of whack with reality. And I think a lot of us have done that no matter what point of their careers. I'm just happy to be able to help people. How many people I help this year, it's really dependent on my relationships and how well I treat those relationships and build those relationships. It's not about, hey, oh, you want to buy some advertising? I did that one time when I first started in radio to my uncle. That is not something that you want to do because first (laughs) off, do you want to buy whatever? The answer automatically is no. The answer was not just no. It goes, Henry, close the door. (laughs) And let me just say, he gave me the chewing of my life because it's like you just wasted my time. What I could be doing helping my customers Mm -hmm. and my employees by sitting here and asking me such a stupid question instead of asking me what I need. What do I need? You know, what solution are you going to give me? My uncle taught me more about relationship selling or and just being a good person than any book or any class that I've ever taken. And mentorship he, is incredible. It is. And you have to have that. Got to be able to help people, especially when they're first starting out. I'll have final thoughts coming up. This is Sweet Home PCB. The Beach 95.1 app is free in the App Store or on Google Play. Download it, take us with you. Now streaming Beach 95.1. I don't know about you, but I had some fun having a couple friends over and talking about anything and everything on this edition of Sweet Home PCB. Thanks very much to Taylor Williams from Setco, as well as John Starling with Florida Water Sports for participating. Local folks helping local people. That's what we're all about. As well as our folks that are moving into the panhandle. Want to know anything? Let us know on our social at Sweet Home PCB. And of course, Sweet Home PCB, wherever you find your podcast. Thanks to Speech 95.1 for producing this podcast episode, as well as our friends at Keller Williams Success Realty for providing services. And we hope to talk to you in our next episode. I'm Henry Brigman, and this is Sweet Home PCB.